Wednesday, 10th of January, 2024. Maybe today? And he called for two centurions, saying, Prepare 200 soldiers, 70 horsemen, and 200 spearmen to go to Caesarea at the third hour of the night. Acts 23, 23. A literal translation would be, And having called a certain two of the centurions, he said, Prepare two hundred soldiers, that they might go unto Caesarea, and seventy horsemen, and two hundred spearmen, from the third hour of the night. CG. The commander, having received word about the plot against Paul, just dismissed Paul's nephew. Now it says, And having called a certain two of the centurions. Luke notes that the commander called a certain two of the centurions. Although this could simply be two on duty at the time, the wording seems purposeful. The commander is calling forth two trusted centurions that he knows he can rely on. These certain two are called to make the preparations. With these two noted, he then said to them, prepare 200 soldiers. This would seem in line with their title, centurion. They are designated over a hundred men each. Therefore, calling 200 men would be expected. This was so that they might go unto Caesarea. They were to prepare for a lengthy march. The distance from Jerusalem to Caesarea on the modern highway is about 75 miles. So this is at least a two-day march. Along with these men, the commander next says, and 70 horsemen and 200 spearmen. Within a short time, they would have gathered a contingent of almost 500 soldiers just to safely conduct Paul out of the city and to the city of Caesarea. It will be seen that the soldiers will accompany Paul as far as Antipatris, as will be noted in verse 32, and then return to the city. From there, only the horsemen would be needed to conduct him the rest of the way. The commander then notes that this contingent was to be needed from the third hour of the night. What the third hour of the night means depends on what clock Luke is using for the account. If he was using Jewish reckoning, it would be about 9 to 10 p.m. Either way, without anyone knowing of the plan, they will be safely out of the city before daybreak, and the plotting of the Jews would be a complete failure. Of interest is the word translated as spearmen, dexiolabos. It is a word found only here in scripture. It literally means right-hand grabbers, coming from dexios, the right hand, or on the right side, and lambano, to take hold of. Not only is it not found anywhere else in the Bible, but it is not seen anywhere in classical Greek. The next time it will be seen will be in the 7th century. Vincent's word study says, quote, The exact meaning is uncertain. Some explain it as those who take the right side of the prisoners whom they have in charge, others those who grasp their weapon with the right hand, others again those who hold a second horse by the right hand. They are here distinguished from the heavy-armed legionaries and the cavalry. They were probably light-armed troops, javelin throwers or slingers." End quote. Life Application The Lord obviously knew that almost 500 men would be used to conduct Paul as he was taken to Caesarea. In Acts 8, 
Philip baptized the Egyptian eunuch, and then it says, Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotos, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Acts 8, 39-40 The word used to describe Philip's removal from the eunuch is harpazo, to seize or snatch by force. We are left with the sense that Philip was there, and then he was gone. From there he was found at Azotos. The wording is telling us that something unique took place, and Philip was there, and then he wasn't. Why didn't the Lord just do this with Paul, instead of having almost 500 men's lives upheaved for an emergency trip to Caesarea? It's the same place Philip was eventually led to. We can speculate all day long about the workings of God, but when something unusual happens in Scripture, we should take it as a reliable account of what occurred and not try to diminish what we are being told. At the same time, we should not rely on sensationalism to spiff up the narrative either. There is a sense of great importance assigned to Paul because his message was one of the greatest importance. This is seen with all clarity in Acts 23.11 where the Lord stood by him to encourage him with the words, As you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness in Rome. The same is no less true today. If you are sharing the gospel, the Lord will be with you through the process. As long as you are needed to fulfill that purpose, he will see you through whatever trial is happening. At some point, your time will be over. These things are determined by God. Therefore, don't be frustrated at the Lord over seemingly negative things that transpire. If your church has a missionary who was killed while in the field, if your pastor gets cancer and dies, if your church is destroyed in a flood or a fire, the Lord knew these things. Look for his hand in what occurs and be willing to acknowledge that what he has decided is what is right. In the end, the words, the Lord's will be done, are always true. Whether you are taken in the rapture or die in your bed, the Lord is with you. Be of good cheer. If you are in Christ, the Lord is certainly with you. Glorious Lord God, may we hold fast to the truth that you are with us and are aware of everything that transpires around us. Give us the wisdom to conduct our lives with this knowledge and display an attitude to those around us that we accept it is so. Help us to always be people of faith who live out our lives faithfully. To your glory we pray. Amen. Then the commander called two officers. Then the commander called two officers. He said to them, I need some men to go to Caesarea. Get 200 soldiers ready. Also get 70 horsemen and 200 men with spears. Be ready to leave at 9 o'clock tonight. Acts 23 verse 23